taken from the 40th chapter of Isaiah. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain, and spread them like a tent to live in, who bring princes to naught, and make the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth, when he blows upon them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see, who created these? He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is the great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youth will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. 
but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Here ends the reading. We'll read responsively Psalm 147. Hallelujah. How good is it to sing praises to our God. How pleasant it is to honor him with praise. The Lord reveals Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles in Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up the wounded. He counts the numbers of stars and calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. There is no limit to his wisdom. The Lord lifts up the lowly, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make music to our God upon the harp. He covers the heavens with clouds and prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass to grow upon the mountains and green plants to serve mankind. He provides food for flocks and herds and for the unrelatedness when they cry. He is not impressed by the mighty of a horse. He has no pleasure in the strength of a man. But the Lord has pleasure in those who fear him, in those who The second lesson is from the ninth chapter of 1 Corinthians. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me, and woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? Just this, that it is my proclamation I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew, in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law I became as one outside the law, though I am not free from God's law, but, under, but am under Christ's law so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I become all things to all people, that I might be all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. Here ends the reading. Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, 
He got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the Gospel of the Lord. children's sermon. Great. Okay, good morning. Good to see you. How are you? Okay, you'll be on my split. Did uh, Cora come today? Is she here? There she is. Okay, so you'll, get, you'll all get a chance to see her. Very good. So today in the gospel, Jesus is busy healing people. We just heard he's healing all these people. He heals Simon's mother-in-law. That evening, the whole city comes out and he heals many who come out. You and I can't do that kind of healing, but we are part of a healing ministry in this congregation and in the church. And some of the ways that healing ministry gets expressed is in sending of cards, maybe making a visit. Many of you do that. You would need to have someone take you. And if it was safe to make a visit, I mean not a contagious situation. And prayers. We have our list of prayers and we pray for people. And so what I'm going to ask you to do in light of this gospel lesson with Jesus healing and making sure we all know that you are part of the healing ministry of the church, the body of Christ, is I have some cards there. Some say, hope you feel better or get well. Some say, thinking of you. Some are blank. They all have pictures on them. And so I'm going to ask you to take maybe two of them, color them or put a note in them. If you know someone that's sick, you could take it to them or mail it to them. If, you, if not, bring it here. And either I or others who make visits will take your cards to our members and you know what? Your cards to members who are not feeling well will be an act of healing. They will feel better. The whole disease may not go away, but they'll feel better. So what we're celebrating is the healing ministry. When you're down here for the children's sermon and you're attentive as you are and you're joyful and wiggling, do you know you're healing us because of your joy your enthusiasm and the gift of who you are. So continue that healing ministry. Take a card. Children's Church starts. Amen. Almighty God, guide each of us in the ministry of healing that we share. Guide and guard these children as they grow each day. Give a special blessing to Cor Ann as she is with us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. Can you... Pick a card, or two, take two. Okay, great, we, we, we gain people. And then you can make a note, again, bring it back, or take it to someone, or give it to some one of our members as they make a visit, because I know that happens, okay. 
Let us pray. Almighty God, may the words that are spoken and how we listen be guided by the Holy Spirit and true to the Holy Gospel, that we may give thanks for the healing that you give to us in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Have you not known, have you not heard these questions asked by the prophet second Isaiah and Isaiah 40 in the context of exile in Babylon for the people of Israel, those questions are a stunning proclamation of good news. Almighty God sits above, stretches and spreads out the universe. The inhabitants on the earth are like grasshoppers. God makes princes, powerful nations, authoritarian rulers stumble, and they are blown away like the chaff. This is a word of promise, a word of hope to those in captivity, to those under oppressive economic systems and governments. You have heard, you do know, God lifts the lowly. God casts the wicked to the ground. God sets us all free. The promise goes to people today experiencing oppression and subjugation as it did to those exiles in Babylon in 540 BCE. This is a word that speaks to every generation and all people. In today's gospel lesson from Mark Jesus, and his disciples are on the move, showing that no deadly force can withstand Jesus' healing touch. Leaving the synagogue, Jesus enters the house of Simon Peter and Andrew, where Simon's mother-in-law is in bed with a fever. Jesus takes her by the hand, lifts her up. The fever is gone. She gets up and serves them. Lift up is the Greek word meaning resurrection. The focus is on Simon's mother-in-law as a person, resurrected, lifted up, healed, to serve in response to God's presence. Not a woman destined to serve in the presence of men. Because the message is equality, not hierarchy. After her healing, Jesus does the same for all who are sick or possessed with demons. The whole city comes to Jesus to be healed, to be freed, to be resurrected. In many ways, when we are healed, it does feel like a resurrection, and there is a form of new life. That word is not far, resurrection, not far away from the healing ministry that we share. Today, here and now, in our worship together, we are being healed in body, mind, and spirit. Worship is about our healing and the giving of new life. Listen to the words that you hear each week, but may go unnoticed in our busy lives. We hear them a lot, or at least once a week. And sometimes we may be focused, even here, on what's going on next, or 
how much time do I have left, or when will it be over? After the healing words of confession, we hear, by the authority of Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. We hear, you are God's beloved. We hear the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. We sing, this is the feast of victory for our God. We pray everlasting God, you give strength to the weak and power to the faint. Make us agents of your healing and wholeness. We have read the scriptures, children's sermon, sermon. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We will hear an anthem by our choir, which is always a blessing, and share the peace. We receive the meal of Holy Communion and we hear, this is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat and drink. We pray our Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as in heaven. We receive a blessing. God who names you, Christ who claims you, the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, bless you and remain with you always. And then we are sent. Go in peace, you are God's beloved. All of that happens in this period of time called worship. And when we listen here and let these words and the communion that we share touch our hearts, we are being healed in body, mind, and spirit. The limp might not go away, but we are being healed by the power of what is occurring in this time of worship together. In truth, these may be the most important words we will hear all week in this time of worship together. These may be, these words now, the most life-giving and affirming words and meal that God offers. We're doing it together. And you will be touched individually by God and the Spirit every day, every hour, every moment. From this time of healing of word and sacrament, we are sent into our communities and world to share in this healing ministry of Jesus with each other and with all people. I'm going to say that you do an excellent job in sharing the healing ministry of Christ. You pray for those who are on your prayer concerns list, and I know you pray for many others. And there's few Sundays that someone doesn't come to me and add another name. That's your ministry of healing. You visit those who are sick. I know that. You've told me. I've seen it. You take meals to those in need. You send notes and cards of encouragement. You drive people to appointments. You offer care. You are embodying the healing ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And you're not only doing it in the midst of each other, but you're doing it in the community. When you utter the words and speak the words and embody the words of what has happened in your healing, my healing here. I remember Trenton, whom you have prayed for and sent cards to for a long period of time. On behalf of the body of Christ the Church, thank you for the healing ministry that you offer. What is also amazing in this lesson from Mark is that they brought all to Jesus who were sick. And he cured many, but not all. I don't find those uh, troubling words, I find those healing words, a healing focus. It is a reality that on many occasions you and I, even in my short time with you, with true faith, we have prayed to God for those sick or injured, loved ones or members of our community. And often the bone did not heal. Sometimes the pain did not subside and the pneumonia did not go away and the cancer, well, it came back and it was even stronger. Even when we possess a hopeful outlook, even when we are determined and our loved one is determined, and we follow the guidance of modern medicine and still our loved ones or friends do not always recover, they receive the final healing home into heaven but we were looking for them still to be here. In those painful moments we remember, have you not known? Have you not heard? God, the creator of all, is truly with us. Jesus heals us home through the doorway of death to eternal life. Where there is no sickness, there are no tears, and there is no dying, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, is forming us in faith, and we have the unconditional love of God for us and for all people. It is this grace and love of God that carries us through sorrow, doubt, to peace and assurance. And that is the most profound answer we have to the question, why weren't they all healed? Amen. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with each of you. Amen.